Hi, I'm Alexis Dubieff from the Precious Little Sleep website, and welcome to the inaugural Precious Little Sleep podcast. The idea of the podcast came about a few months ago when I realized that a lot of parents are trying to consume, you know, two and 3,000 word articles about sleep and parenting on a smartphone while nursing a baby and entertaining a toddler. And this is not ideal. However, Listening to a podcast while you're going for a walk in a stroller in the afternoon is a whole lot easier. So we're hoping you're going to really enjoy this new format and bear with us as we learn how to bring it all together in a (laughs) professional uh, way. So the podcast will not just be me. I've actually invited some of the smartest and funniest parents I know to collaborate with me and share their perspectives on sleep and parenting and thriving with young children. Um, We span a range of cultures and religions and backgrounds and parenting styles. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun to uh, discuss a lot of topics related to sleep, but also things related to parenting and share those with you guys. This is our first one. We'll be talking about who we are, how we got here, and what you can expect from the podcast going forward, and I hope you enjoy it. And so without further ado, let me introduce you to the rest of the crew. Hi, I'm Alexis Dubieff, and we are going to take a few moments today and share with you a little bit about ourselves so that you understand who the hell are these people and why should I listen to what they have to say? So um, I'm going to kick things off. My name is Alexis Dubieff, and I am, I guess, the founder of Precious Little Sleep, which used to be Troublesome Tots. And that started about five years ago, um, basically as a project to keep me sane uh, when I was kind of home with two small children and um, felt like I needed a project that would kind of give me an excuse to do technical stuff. That really was its nexus. It was my own sanity. It wasn't some like altruistic um, (laughs) project. (laughs) And I never expected anybody to read it. And it kind of took on a life of its own. And and now there's millions of readers worldwide. And, um, you know, I've I've connected with this great crew of people who are going to be podcasting with me and sharing their perspectives and their (laughs) thoughts on parenting. Um, So that has kind of kind of exploded into this, you know, book, blog, group, podcast. It's pretty crazy. Um, outside of that, I'm a stay-at-home mom and we live in a small town in Vermont near Burlington. And I have two, I, I want to say small kids, but I guess at six and nine, they're not that small anymore. Um, they are school age, which is how I'm able to find the time to make these things happen. Um, and they are fantastic. My husband is a college professor at UVM and uh, he's French and um, madly into biathlon. So that's a bit unique. Um, Outside of kind of blogging and being a mom, I'm a huge trail runner. I'm not really that fit, but I will say I'm a pretty passionate um, adventure racer and I take the Spartan Beast pretty seriously and I've done seven and I, you know, I'm, I'm not in it to win it, but I definitely, you know, I, I, for 44, I come as hard as I can. So I definitely, um, (laughs) that is kind of my, my hobby. Uh, and I'm also a huge reader, mostly kind of, you know, uh, science fiction, fantasy stuff. I'm not reading, you know, um, The Economist. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, no. You know, starving orphans, not, no. Um, 
So I have zero background in child development biology. I am not a doctor in any way. Um, I have a master's degree in finance and an MBA. So I'm, I'm the perfect person to ask if you want to refinance your home and you're considering various options and you want to know which is best. Um, I have been researching and writing about kids and sleep for five years now. I've interviewed world-renowned experts. I've really delved into the research as much as I can. And I've worked individually with thousands of families worldwide. So that really is, you know, people are like, why should I listen to you? And I'm like, well, I, I guess you shouldn't. But if you were gonna, that that would be <laughs> kind of kind of why. Um, anyway, so that in a nutshell is sort of all about me. Uh, Melissa, would you like to tell us a little bit about you? Yes, I would. Um, I'm Melissa Brander. I am a stay-at-home mom as well. I have two boys. They're three and one. We live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which is um, oh, kind of has a reputation, sometimes bad, sometimes good. We have lots of good things like Summerfest, which is the world's biggest music festival. But um, we also have kind of this infamous underbelly of, um, well... We have a lot of sleep-related deaths, and so sometimes we get a lot of press for that as well, which has um, made me really passionate about safe sleep, especially because I see it happening in my community a lot. Um, as far as my hobbies, I would describe myself as an indoorsy person. <laughs> like, all of my hobbies take place indoors. I like to read and write. I like to blog. I like to talk to people while playing board games and things like that. Um, my degree is in political science and writing. So I kind of span the gamut in my reading from uh, everything fiction to everything nonfiction. So I definitely like to do all those things indoors where there's no bugs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bug free zone. Right. Yes, definitely. I'm I'm not. A, I got. I got a bug bite yesterday, and I'm like, it's November. This should not be. Should happening. never have left the house. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this should have happened. Exactly. Um, so uh, outside of the U.S., we actually have um, Katka Gabriš from Slovakia. Yeah. Hey guys. Hi. So my name is Katka. I live in Slovakia, which is in Central Europe. I am a mom to two boys, uh, and we have uh, another two furry boys uh, at our home, two crazy cats. And, uh, well, I am, um, um, as I say, in my previous life, uh, I uh, used to be an interpreter, but I <laughs> believe I will get back to interpreting again. I, I work from English and Spanish to Slovak. I used to work for the European Union as a European Commission interpreter. And uh, now I'm uh, at home with my uh, younger son, who is six months old, so I'm Back in the trenches, uh, you could say, and um, well, I um, I love reading as well. I don't have uh, just well, I, I don't have as much time for reading as I used to, but I love to read uh, everything and anything. And um, I used to dance. I used to dance hip hop, which people find really surprising <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> Most people seem to um, I don't know um, the thing I'm too normal for hip-hop or something too. I don't know. I, I, I don't know why that is, but uh, that's how it is. I also love photography. I love uh, taking photos of my family and, um, and um, of other people as well. I'm thinking maybe of starting a photography business one day, uh, but that's uh, uh, something for the future right now. I'm still... Um, 
in the newborn phases uh, with my with my baby, and uh, it's it's um, um, it's not so easy to get up at night so many so many times and um, and um, plan too much stuff during the day. It's hard and, to think about like launching yeah. a business when yeah. you're like yes. <laughs> you know, up all night. Exactly. exactly. And uh, well, I found Alexis Block uh, with my first son, who was uh, a high needs screaming baby. It was probably uh, sometime um, during one of those nights when he was up half the night. It was three a.m., and I was googling like crazy on my iPhone to find out why he wasn't sleeping and what I could do to make him sleep. And uh, I found uh, your blog, Alexis, and I loved it from the very beginning. And I read all of your posts, including the comments, <laughs> which, <laughs> which gave me uh, some great information. But um, I'm one of those moms who just can't um, keep it consistent. So I made all of the mistakes. I, I have so much experience in making mistakes with baby sleep. I'm a wealth of information on, <laughs> on how not to do it. I'm the perfect example of what happens when you fail to implement proper uh, sleep uh, habits from the very beginning. So um, uh, this is how I came to be a part of, uh, of the uh, Precious Little Sleep team. And Keka, you're being way too hard on yourself. First of all, we all fail horribly with our first babies. That's pretty much the hallmark of baby number one. Is it's just like a, you know, kind of a nightmare carousing of mistakes. So I don't, I don't, I wouldn't feel bad. About yes, that. but my son uh, didn't sleep through the night until he was 15 months old. So I think. I, uh... Hey, I, I'm the worldwide baby sleep expert, right? My son didn't sleep through the night till 14 months. I mean, I, I'm right there with you. All right. So next up, we have Elizabeth, who is uh, calling in from Alaska. Yep, that's right. I'm Elizabeth Nadine, and I live in Fairbanks, which might be further north than Slovakia, I think it is. Um, close to the Arctic Circle, in fact. Yes. And I moved here five and a half years ago when my first son was five months old. And I involved living in my father-in-law's basement for a few weeks during teething. And I also had to be out of town for five days at that time. So um, in a future episode, I'll talk about things like traveling with baby, um, being away from your infant for a few days while you're breastfeeding, which was no small feat. And I'm a geologist. I teach at University of Alaska Fairbanks. So another future topic I, I want to discuss is returning to work mm -hmm. just a few weeks after giving birth. That is an awesome, awesome topic. <laughs> it's a it's a challenge for sure and um I I have I I love geology it's not like um my main passion in life I'd say I do love it but I've also I love writing I've worked as a science writer um for several years in the past and sometimes I dream about giving all of that up and opening something like a bookshop bakery which I'd love <laughs> to do because I love baking um yeah so five years ago I moved up here it's my husband's hometown we found a, a house up the street from his brother. He's got two kids who are the same age as mine. Um, but then I miss my family. My sister has three kids of her own, and she's my best friend. Um, so we try to travel at least twice a year to see them in California. My family is pretty small. Um, I grew up with my parents, a brother, and a sister, and that's pretty much it um, in this country anyway. Uh, my brother now lives in Singapore with his kids, one of whom I've never met. So that, that makes me a little sad. Uh, my parents are in Texas most of the time. 
So outside of working and trying to be as much of a mom as I can outside of that, um, I like to read. After, um, you know, my my second child is three years old now. Um, So after a year of having two kids, I got back into um, recreation. I play soccer. I play volleyball. I'm playing violin now only because my son's taking violin lessons. I, but I did, I, I've played violin my whole life and, um, I'm learning winter sports now that I live here. If you're going to survive, you've got to try to enjoy what there is. So cross country skiing, ice skating, and my five-year-old who now plays hockey. The the same same is true in Vermont. I have, I have become like a serious cross country, you know, skate skier because of, uh, necessity. (laughs) Yes. And I, I'm, I'd want to try skate skiing sometime, but it's kind of funny. Like my five-year-old, you know, outdoes me in all these sports and kind of laughs at me. Mom, I'm a better skater than you are. It happens quicker than you think, right? I can barely catch my nine-year-old. Just barely. (laughs) So, um, So Ashby, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm Ashby Mizell, and I'm currently in Lafayette, Indiana, waiting for my husband to finish his PhD. So we're on a bit of a student budget right now. I, um, when my son, who is now two, was a little infant, I went to a La Leche League meeting, as many of us are wont to do at that age. And I, there was this palpable aura of despair and postpartum <laughs> hormones hanging in the room. It's a place I never want to go back to. And despite the, uh, assurances that the group was supportive and uh, upbeat on the Facebook page, I just felt like you could cut the sadness with a knife. And of course, at this point, my son was up every hour at night and was for about four months. Uh, And I thought, okay, well, at least I'll meet some older moms who are doing better, you know, moms, older children who are doing better. Uh, It was not to be, the leader said, you know, Developmentally, night feedings are the last to go, and it's likely you'll be nursing all night for several years. And so essentially, we had this group of desperate mothers and a leader who was saying it won't get better for a very long time. There's nothing that can be done. And so I thought there must be a better way. So I did find Alexis's site that way, and that was the better way for us. And since then, I think once you can sleep and your brain is working better, I've really been able to cultivate a lot of community in my hometown and with these ladies from Precious Little Sleep. And as much as possible, I think it's, it's very important to make friends where you are as a mom. And often that means a new group once, once you become a mom. Can, yeah. I, can I draw on that theme of it, there has to be a better way? Because mm-hmm. that's really, that's really um, where this whole journey for me started. Because uh, just like a quick background, like Uh, So when my son was born, I, prior to having kids, I was, you know, a senior product manager at Apple. I had a great career. I had uh, a fairly, um, you know, robust income and a lifestyle. And I sort of thought I had, I had it all the answers, right? I had it all worked out. And I took all the classes. Um, I took all of, read all the books and I'm like, great. I have my information. I'm going to have a plan. I'm going to execute my plan. This is great. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, and Duncan was born, plan went out the window, and, like, things went to shit really quickly. I mean, postpartum depression, nursing issues, reflux, screaming kid. It was a very dark time. And 
I was entirely unprepared. I'd done all my preparation entirely unprepared. And, you know, here I am like in the, in the, in the suck trying to figure out like, what do, how do I, what do I do here? What is, what is my plan to get things better? And I would find like little nuggets of truth here and there, but it was like scattered to the five winds yes. and I'm I hard to find and hard to kind of connect the dots on. And eventually it sort of kind of came together, but it was months of kind of arduous research trying to figure yes. this out. And I thought this is not yeah. be that hard, right? Millions of people are having yeah. babies. We should have a pretty good handle on this stuff. Why is this so hard? And it should be all in one place. It, it should be all in one place and it should be easy to digest when you're exhausted. Like, I, I shouldn't have to read through like 400 pages of, you know, <laughs> medical theory to kind of, yeah. so, um, so I think that's kind of what, what was really the nexus of everything. I mean, the, the, the things that we're doing, um, on the website and my goal in the book and, and, and we have a Facebook group and, and even with this podcast is to try to make it easier so that the next group of parents coming through doesn't have to have to work so hard, you know, yeah. it should be a little easier to kind of go, oh, okay, yeah. that's, yeah, okay, let's, yeah. let's do that. That sounds like a good plan. Moving on. <laughs> you know? Sleep information is, it's not necessarily intuitive. And I think there's this idea floating out there in the parenting ether that we will all instinctually know what to do. Yes. And um, that's not the case in my observation that parenting is culturally mediated. So if you don't learn from others, you're unlikely to just figure it out on your own. So you're, you're trying to dismiss the earth mother myth where we just have this innate instinctual, you know, we, we could have a podcast about that. for I sure. Don't think that's a great topic. Oh, sorry, Elizabeth. <laughs> well, my instincts led me to nurse, uh, to sleep for all naps and all night wakings, which is okay for a newborn, but maybe less so for a baby which is nine months old or 12 months old or 15 months old. Mm. So um, it's not necessarily something that you can keep up forever. So, uh, yes. Well, and the, and the rough part is, is if things aren't working out, if you follow your instincts and things aren't working out, now you're plagued with self-doubt because you're like, yes. what, my mothering yeah. instincts are lying to me. So am I, I'm, I, I'm, I, I, what, am I not meant to be a mother? Like, what does this mean? Am I, I the best mother? Yeah. Am I doing wrong? <laughs> Right. And I think that people fall into two categories, you know, probably not just two categories. They span these extremes, but there are people who just stick with something, even though it's bitter and awful because they think they're supposed to, or people who just ask advice continuously. And I fell into the form, the latter category from the very beginning. I had a few friends who had, um, given birth before I did. And I was continuously asking them questions. Although some of the advice they gave me, I thought, man, that sounds really, really difficult to do. Like, um, I remember a friend of mine telling me, oh, you should read, what's that, that really gentle to sleep book? Uh, um, no Cry Sleep Solution? The No Cry Sleep Solution. Yeah. Like, ah, I, can't, I can't read another book. I've already yeah. read two books, like summarize it in two sentences for me. <laughs> And she did. And I thought there is no freaking way that I am doing this. Like I cannot picture myself at night, like nursing to sleep, gently removing my nipple, yeah. nursing to sleep again, doing it all. It'd be like the oh, can you imagine you wouldn't fall stay awake for that? Yeah. Right. So, so that's where either with the first one, I asked all these questions, I read all these different books and I think I was cobbling together all these 
different pieces of maybe possibly conflicting advice. And I have to say it was a bit of a, what do they call it? A shit show. You yes, know? it was. But, um, I, I and, was, I remember, I mean, I can remember the moment I was reading, um, Dr. Sears is the fussy baby book. And at one point he basically sort of flat out says, you know, fussy children just le- need more love. You know, you're just, you're not, you're not loving your baby enough. Like if you love them enough, they will stop being fussy. And I like, I just, I sort of, I just wanted the ground to swallow me up. I thought, well, that's it. I, I I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm insufficiently loving. Like, I don't even know what to do with this information. I can't process this. Yeah. <laughs> There's this amazing confidence. I feel like that comes um, with your second baby. But despite that, you know, you're, they're all different. You know, this is oh, one yes. thing people tell you when your ch- child is born. And I was, I, yeah. that saying made me so angry because I thought they might all be different. I guarantee, I grant that they are, but like they should follow some rules, right? Yeah, and in my I, second one, I really, I really started believing that, and I thought, man, I thought I'd had the challenges, you know, sorted out with my first, but my second one was um, low was weight, and she wasn't failure to thrive, but she was six pounds when she was born, and in the NICU for um, five nights, and so like lethargic because she had really, really high uh, Billy Rubin. She was jaundiced and um, just, you know, just she slept these super long stretches from the beginning. So you think you want this baby who's going to sleep a lot and then you get one and then you're like paranoid. They're not eating enough. And so then I had to do different things with the second one, which was very unfair. Yeah. Oh, it is. Well, I, so I wanted to, you know, and that was a great segue. So I want to kind of lead into sort of what are we going to be podcasting about? This is our inaugural podcast, but hopefully not the last podcast. So part of our goal was to bring together a diverse group of people with different, you know, cultures, heritage, education, religion, parenting philosophies to sort of knock around um, both sleep and parenting issues uh, in more of a discussion format. Now, there won't always be five hosts on every podcast, but at least a few people to sort of, you know, share their perspective or what they're, they've learned about a certain topic. There will be a lot of emphasis on sleep. So just to kick things off, I think we're going to be doing a series of podcasts really looking at newborn sleep. Um, why newborns don't sleep well, uh, biologically, what is happening with your newborn that really is in conflict with a lot of sort of prevalent baby sleep theories in books. Uh, it really is sort of inappropriate for newborns in a lot of ways. What yeah. can you do to help foster healthy sleep um, with your newborn that's also developmentally appropriate and get onto a good path so that you sort of come out of the newborn phase in the best position possible? You know, being gentle, loving, responsive, but also sleeping well. So that's one of the big themes we'll be talking about in the next couple of months. But there's also more things we'll be talking about. Elizabeth, would you care to share? Oh, so I mentioned before, um, Uh, going to work shortly after having a baby, um, traveling. So things like time changes, we do travel a lot. Camping, if people want to talk about camping with a baby. And by the way, I love that you're talking about travel because basically I'm like, never travel with babies. So if if that advice doesn't work for you, Elizabeth is going to share some strategies for how to actually make it as best as it can be. (laughs) I know. And I think in our very early relationship, Alexis, I remember emailing you through your blog um something about travel and you were like this is why I never travel with baby (laughs) 
Um, so on a similar note, um, one of the topics I'm kind of passionate about is just change. Change is super hard. I think that's the starting point of any time you want to do something with sleep, like how to get yourself to tackle that. Um, um, so those those are some of the, the ones that I'll be leading in the future. Melissa, how about you? Um, I'm really excited that in the upcoming, I'll be leading the episode on how to cry it out versus how not to cry it out. I think like this is a common hang up with people that drags the whole process out and makes things a lot worse than it could be. And I think if you can have a plan going in and know some strategies, it will all go a lot smoother yeah. for everyone. Exactly. That's really going to be great because so many people have the impression that if I'm crying it out, we're crying for hours every day, forever. Yeah. And you know, if you're doing that, it's then a, we a you know something's choice. wrong. Yeah, it's a if lifestyle. You close the door on your eight-week-old and you don't open it until 7 a.m. That's yes. not what we're doing here. 12, 12 hours by 12 weeks. There's that book. Yeah, there you go. Although, you know, I think people used to do it that way. And when our first yeah. was born, our advisor, yep. my husband's advisor gave him the advice, just get a really thick door. Yeah. By the way, oh, pediatricians, kind of cool. pediatricians still give that advice. That's still today. Yeah, that is true. Uh, Ashby, how about you? Well, I'm going to be talking about bedtime. Uh, everyone's favorite time of the day. And uh, <laughs> I think a lot of people you know, have this impression that, you know, once I've sorted out bedtime, then I've sorted it out. It's done. You know, we got this in place. And then a uh, child protests again. And, oh, I guess we're back to square one. And the reality is that bedtime is something that, a parent uh, needs to enforce and set boundaries around really until the child is old enough to set their own bedtime, probably in teenage years. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, well, how that bedtime routine goes can really set you up for how the night goes and whether or not you have lots of night wakings and early wakings. It's the foundation for children older than little babies that sets you up for good sleep for the whole night. How about you, Katka? Yes, so since I've had a, another baby six months ago, I, I'm still still quite fresh on all things newborn. So I will be, I would love to do a podcast on how to stay uh, sane while having, um, um, while being at home with the newborn. I, I think that's huge, and, by the way, because it's really yeah. hard to stay sane. <laughs> Uh, and I will, I would love to participate in any podcast on uh, basically how to handle newborns. And also maybe one on how to prepare your older child for, uh, for a new baby and what happens when the new baby is born and how, what are the changes uh, that will take place. Because usually, even if your toddler is already sleeping well, when you have a, when you, when you have a new baby, their sleep goes to hell again. So uh, that's what I would like to talk about in the future. Yeah, no, I think there's a lot of exciting topics coming down the pike. I know we have a number of um, leading authors who are going to come sort of share some of their insights with us. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited both to share and to also learn from all of you guys. I'm, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So as we wrap things up here, I asked everybody to um, – you know, do a little creative writing and put together a parenting haiku. Now, I know mine is uh, not great, so I'm gonna I'm gonna lead off with mine. But then oh. everyone has a, has a haiku to share. So this is mine, um, uh, and why I am not a poet. <clears throat> Laugh at everything. Have infinite faith always. They are the best thing. Melissa, do you have a haiku you care to share? I do. Um. Always try to grow, reading, learning, free agent, so, so long, AP. Nice. <laughs> nice. Oh. 
Uh, Elizabeth. Oh, I can't wait for you to grow up. And then I think, no, I'm not ready. That's so nice. Absolutely. Katka. Yeah, mine is try, really listen. Each day be patient and find one magic moment. That is beautiful. That is inspirational. (laughs) I love that. Thank you. Ashby. Intentional friendships, misery loves company. Play outside daily. Guys, I love your haikus. You're going to have to send them to me so I can share them on the website. Maybe (laughs) listeners, if they're feeling motivated, can share their own parenting haikus in the comments. Yes. Well, thank you and welcome to the Precious Little Sleep Podcast. We're really excited to see where this goes and we hope you'll join us in the journey. I hope you enjoyed our first podcast. Please take a moment and subscribe to future podcasts because there's a lot of exciting things coming down the pike and we don't want you to miss out. Everything from newborns to big kids to sibling rivalry, traveling with infants, sleep training, going back to work, and finding your sanity as a a new parent. Uh, Additionally, there is a website, www.preciouslittlesleep.com and a Facebook page, facebook.com backslash preciouslittlesleep, both full of informative articles and resources that hopefully will help you on your parenting journey. If you have any comments or feedback for us, you can visit the website podcast page and let us know what you think. We hope you enjoyed it. We did too. And there's more great stuff to come. (laughs) 